John from FatSucksBlog.com here. Today I want to talk about my radical view toward business books. Business books are big business. Millions are sold. People read many every year. And I used to read some. And I was never a huge reader of business books. I prefer fiction. But uh, it was last year, 2020, I was uh, suggested to read a few. And so I did. And... I can't say they weren't bad. They, they were pretty good, actually. But what I didn't like about them is I find reading business books that put forth some theory or approach to business can end up being very, very distracting from what I'm doing. And I can't say I've ever really read a business book that has put forth something that I've implemented in my business is that's something that was sustained that I kept doing it. I always kind of just reverted back to the way I did things because the way I do things is, is something that's evolved. It's a process. It's a workflow that's evolved that I've developed that works for me and what works for me may not work for somebody else. And so I keep coming back to the way I do things because that's what's working. I'm getting results. My business is growing. It's good. And so for me, I find that reading these business books with some revolutionary idea about how to conduct business, I find to be very, very, very distracting. It's a bright, shiny object. And it falls under the guise of education. I know a lot of people, we all hear, hey, reading is good. Read books. It's good. And, you know, it's nonfiction, fiction, whatever. I just find that it just put me on a tangent for a few weeks and it didn't get me anywhere. Now, I find that this can happen not just with books, but with courses and reading other blogs. And so I'm very, very, very judicious about what I read in this business. In fact, I'm intentionally so. I'm not on a lot of email lists. I don't really search Google looking for new ways to create an online business or an offline business or any of that. And the reason for that is, is I want to stay focused on what I'm doing because what I'm doing is working and distractions are going to stop that from working. And so it's a fine line, right? I mean, when I first started in this business, I read a ton of stuff and it was probably good. A lot of it was bad. Some of it was good, but it helped me get footing and traction and figure out where I'm going. I am in the content publishing business, and I know a lot of uh, listeners to this podcast and readers of my email are also in the content publishing business. That's what they want to do. It's whether you're building up a blog or, or some sort of niche or evergreen website, you're basically a publisher monetizing with some sort of advertising being affiliate or display ads, and I use both. And it's a great model. It's a proven model. And that's the big takeaway today is it is a proven model. Publish good content that people are looking for, preferably in the long run as an evergreen, and you will get traffic. It will take time. And with traffic, you can monetize it with display ads. It's as simple as that. Now, because ads and this type of content is not highly commercial, the difficult part is a patience to wait for a lot of this content to start getting all the traffic that you need and b being able to publish a lot of content it's a it takes a lot of content you have to keep that in mind we're not talking about a 15 page local business website for a plumber that's going to serve as a 
awesome marketing machine for them, especially if they rank for a few of those lo local keywords and it's going to drive a ton of business in the door. That's not what this is about. This is about cranking out content daily and weekly and over and over and over and establishing a workflow that's going to do that more and more efficiently and with less and less of you being involved. That's what it's going to take. Okay. So I find, I know what I want my business to be. I want it to be a publishing business. That's what it is. That's what I'm going to stick with. Now, I obviously, I make changes. I, I evolve over time. I try to get more efficient. I try to make and publish better content. And I'm constantly striving toward that. But I can tell you, generally speaking, reading your general popular business books is going to be a big distraction. And not only that, most courses out there, not that they're bad, there's a lot of great courses out there, they're going to be a distraction. They're going to teach some other model. Maybe they're going to teach email marketing. Maybe it's e-commerce. Maybe it's uh, F FBA. I think it stands for Fulfillment by Amazon. I don't even know what that stands for because I don't ever really buy any of those courses. And those are all proven models and they're excellent models. But if you want to be a content publisher, there's no need for you to be spending your money or your time and getting distracted, which is the biggest cost, exploring that. Okay. Now I say that with a caveat, if you're really just getting started in this whole online world and you're looking for maybe a side hustle to moonlight, make a few extra bucks, you're interested in the whole idea of having an online business, then by all means explore because there are a lot of options out there and they're very, very different businesses. Content publishing is very, very different from starting up an e-commerce store. And so you should explore and you should read a lot of different blogs and you should even buy a few different courses. Again, I don't think your general popular business books are going to help you in any of this regard. I think people read them because it makes them feel like they're doing work and that they're being productive because they're reading something about business. But at the end of the day, for me anyway, I can tell you that they're far more distraction than anything else. But once you settle on a online business that's working, that's getting you results, even a little bit of results, and you like it, liking it's pretty important, I would think, especially in the long run. You stick it out. You, you got to like it. You, you got you to gotta shut down the other distractions. You really do. And you got to focus on it. And here's the thing. It gets boring. All right. When you hit the boring stage, it doesn't matter whether you're doing email marketing or whether you're doing e-commerce. Even if you, if you decided to start a brick and mortar business, when it gets boring, count yourself lucky because you've probably got a few systems in place and things are getting repetitive and repetitive is the key to scaling. In fact, when you start scaling, that's what you're doing. It's repetition. It's doing the one thing that is working over and over and over. And you want to speed that up. You want to, you want to do more and more and more of it faster and faster and faster and hopefully better and better and better. But it's going to be boring. I mean, how many hours have I done keyword research in the last 10 years? Hundreds, no question. I actually still kind of like it, but you know, not always do I like it, but sometimes the uh, writers or you know, I look at my spreadsheets with all the, all the articles and tracking what's getting published and what's scheduled and all that. Look at it. It's like, Oh, you know, uh, I'm running out of, I'm running out of new article ideas and I want to keep the flow going. So I may not be in the mood to do keyword research, but I got to do it because that's my business. And it's the same with publishing content. If, uh, for whatever reason 
I got to jump in and I got to publish content or there's a particular article that is very important and I want it done just specifically so or I've got, I'm trying new things. I may not feel like it, but it's got to get done because this is stuff that's going to build my business. So I do it. And so a lot of what I do when you look at it objectively as a publisher is boring. I've published thousands of articles. I have downloaded thousands of images. I have done all of this over and over and over, and I will continue doing it over and over and over because it works. And I try to tell myself that when I'm like, well, this is kind of boring. I tell myself, well, that is a really good thing because I got a, I got a working business that's scaling right now. And so you, your goal with whatever online model or even brick and mortar model or offline model, whatever it is that you choose, when you hit boring, you're in a good position. Now, there's always a lot of sticking points along the way when you're growing. And I'm still growing and I'm, I'm still hitting. I'm still hitting sticking points, difficult positions. Okay, you're going to get to a point where you're getting pretty good revenue. You've got a proven model. It's working. But you don't quite have the cash flow to basically hire a whole team of skilled people to handle it all for you, which would free up all of your time or most of your time to do something else, whatever that may be. Okay, so you, you're, you're kind of actually doing it. You're, you're making the widgets, or at least some of them, and you're, but you're doing it over and over and over, and you're essentially the manufacturing person, the factory and the content machine, and you, you got to get past that. It's hard. It's really hard. I, I remember I was there for quite a while where I was doing just a ton of this, you know, the real day-to-day publishing content, writing a lot of the content. I was making pretty good revenue, but it just wasn't to the point where I could basically hire five or 10 people and just say, here's the system. Here's what I'm doing. Go to it. I'm further along that process now, but I'm not entirely out of it at this point, which is interesting. It just kind of keeps going. I've added additional types of work. I've incorporated some some videos into some of my niche sites, which is fairly labor intensive and expensive. And so there's always more that I want to do, but I'm constrained with a limited monthly budget with what I can do with it. So you're going to face that. But once you can get to the point where you can hire people and offload most of the work, that is a really, really good point to get to. But then you got to decide, you know, what are you going to do with that time? Are you going to live a life of leisure? Well, you could. Or are you going to work on improving processes and workflows? That's usually what I tend to work on. I'm always looking at ways to improve things. I'm looking at new ways to do things better. I am constantly publishing what I call prototype articles across my websites, trying different ideas, looking for different keyword angles, different types of articles, different article concepts, different ways to present content, uh, better ways to present it. Visuals for me are a huge part of my business, uh, coming up with clever ideas for graphics and charts and illustrations to enhance the content. And just a side tip here, if you are in the publishing business, I find one of the very best ways to attract links to your site is to come up with very cool visuals that other websites will want to use because they'll take them, they'll put them on their site and they'll give you a source link. And that happens to me a lot. So I've, I've invested heavily in, in creating visuals for some of my content, not all of the content. In fact, not even most of the content, uh, but enough of the content to now where I've got hundreds of posts with some pretty cool visuals in it. And they're, they're, 
getting links daily, weekly, because other sites are taking them. So the goal here is to get to boring. But if you keep distracting yourself, reading all different ways of trying to do a a type of business or a business model or doing things differently from somebody else, whether it be a book or new courses, you're not going to get to that boring stage. And you really want to get to that boring stage. I know it's 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 anticlimactic. And <laughs> the ultimate goal here is to get to boring. But when you get there, that means you've hit on a system that's repetitive and and that you know, you know what your job is, is to do what you did last week and do it again. And you're going to do it next week and you're going to do it the week after because it's working. And I tell you, it's a really good feeling to actually stumble on a, a setting up a website and coming up with a keyword research angles and writing articles in a certain way, doing everything in a certain way that's actually getting you results. And you don't need a lot of big results to realize you've got something working. Okay. There, there's uh, the private fat stacks forum, which has close to 2000 members, many of whom are active. I'm active. And we have got some really cool case study threads in there. And it's amazing. It's like, it's like people just got started a year ago and they're showing charts of their traffic growth. Now, it's not a hundred thousand visitors a day, but it's getting into the tens of thousands per month from zero. And that's because they followed a particular publishing method that, that I use. They've added their own tweaks. Everybody always adds their own little ways of doing things. And, and that's the way it should be. You should always try to figure out your ways that work better for you. And they're getting really good results. And when they see that results, when they hit that 5,000 page views per month for the first time from zero in six months or nine months, they're, 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 the money's not huge. You're not going to make a ton of money from ad revenue from that, but they're excited because it's working. They found something that is working. They might have 75 blog posts published and they can look at the data and they're like, oh, okay, well, these 10 articles perform really, really well. These 30 are, are dead in the water, not doing, and the rest are sort of in the middle, somewhere in between. And so I tell them, and I, and I say this in, in the Fat Stacks courses, I say this all the time. Once you've got some data, once you've got some results, it's a very good position to be in, not only because you're now going to hit the, the phase where you're going to start scaling, and, that, and that's going to create a whole lot of the bunch of problems in terms of trying to do that effectively, but you're going to have this data on which you can pinpoint precisely what is working. And that's also very exciting because you can speed up your growth at that point and focus on what is working and what is not. When you get started in this business, you, you have really have no idea what's going to work. You don't know if it's going to work and you're just full of questions and doubt and all of that. And we've all been there. But once you have that data and you see those five or 10 articles and they're getting the, the most traffic and they're, they're working really well and they're making money and you, you can just look at that and say, okay, well, this site is working for that. Maybe it's a very specific topic that you just happen to publish a few articles on. You could say, hey, I can I can really go big on that topic and really grow the traffic there. And then of course when you when you've completely exhausted that particular topic within your niche, then you're going to find the other one. But you know, as you're going along, you're going to find more and more opportunities. And it gets to a point where you have so much traffic and so so many successful articles that you're not even going to have the time or the budget to actually exhaust all of those opportunities. And that's also very exciting. So avoid distractions at all costs. When you find something that's working, stick to it. And if it's boring, that's really good. Hammer away. Stay boring. Do it over and over and over. And once you get to the point where you can start looking at ways to 
hire some help and speed up the repetitive aspect of the business and scale it, then do so and focus and work on building out those processes and workflows. That That's time well spent. I, I spend days just trying to figure out ways to make the entire workflow more efficient and better for everybody and trying to do things better and faster. I, I spend quite a bit of time on that because it's very important in this business. There's a lot of moving parts with a publishing business. Uh, I can distill it down to a few very simple bullet points, but when you start peeling those layers back, there are a lot of moving parts. I mean, if you think about it, you know, you look at the whole chain in getting a lot of content out the door, there's a fair amount involved. Now, I'm, I'm not saying I'm, I'm building computers here or anything like that, but what I am saying is that, okay, well, you got to find, you got to find article topics. That's step one. And then you have to assign them to a writer and you're going to have to instruct the writer and maybe the article topics going to require their own instructions. And so you're going to have to do that. You're going to have to review the articles, the, the writers return to you. You're going to probably, if you're working with the same writers over and over, you're going to have to further train them and refine the, refine what they're doing, refine their methods so that they do it the way you like it. You're going to have to get the content on the website and some content requires a lot of formatting. If you're incorporating visuals and, and most sites do, whether it be few images or something more elaborate, you're going to have to fit that into the whole workflow and timeline. Once you get the content on the site, you're going to have to do interlinking and get it linked up with other, with other articles on your website. That's a little bit time consuming. That's boring. That's really boring, <laughs> but it's very important. And for a lot of publishers, it's something they still do rather than outsource it. And I don't blame them. In fact, I still do it. I've, I've been working on training a team on internal linking for a long time and I'm still constantly going back and, and tweaking that because, you know, we as publishers, I'm so, I'm so plugged into search engine optimization, which, which is such a huge, huge part of this business. It, and, and SEO is very simple in many ways, but again, like the workflow for publishing, when you peel back the layers and in my mind, it's simple, but when I work with people who, let's say most writers, they don't know really anything about SEO. I'm kind of, I kind of like writers that don't know SEO because they're not writing for search engines or writing for people. So I like that. And so I'm willing to work with them and explain to them, you know, how this works. But you know, most people that you're going to hire, unless you hire an SEO and I, I don't hire an SEO, I, I, I do it all myself. They're not really going to have that passionate appreciation for what SEO can do. And if you don't have that, and only we're going to do it because we, we enjoy the benefits of it, right? The free traffic and the revenue and the, and the scaling and the growth and, and the whole thing, you know, at the end of the day, publishing business is an SEO business. And so I, I work with people who even if I, I can explain to them, you know, interlinking is important. It's got to be related to the other. Here's how to find the other articles, interlink it and change up the hyper, uh, the, the link text and all of these things. And they can do it and it's all mechanical. But I find that even after working with some people for years, because they're not at the helm, they're not, they're not like completely obsessed with SEO. They don't really understand at the level that I do. All right, I'm not in a position to hire an SEO. And I don't even think hiring an SEO agency is going to be all that helpful. I mean, honestly, like the founder of the SEO agency may be an SEO nut, but let's face it, most of the people, if they're big, they've hired a bunch of people to basically execute the mechanics of SEO. How passionate and knowledgeable they are, some might be, but I suspect most aren't because they're not really 
enjoying the real benefits of the of SEO. And so it's those of us who who get obsessed with the SEO. We know it. We know it at such a, a deep level. Just simple things, the on-site stuff. I'm not even talking about off-site because I don't really do much off-site, but I'm talking about the on-site stuff as publishers that we 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 every little thing is very, very important and we're really into it. And to train that is very difficult because they're not going to embrace the appreciation of SEO like we do. So that is going to be another one of those sticking points when you're growing. So teach the mechanics and get as much of it uh, off your plate as you can, but also understand, you know, nobody's really going to appreciate what you're doing to the level you are. And so you always have to keep that in mind. And it's, it can be an ongoing frustration, but who can blame them? I mean, if I were in their shoes, I certainly wouldn't really care a whole lot about SEO either. If I was told to go do interlinking, I'll do it happily, no problem, but I'm not really going to understand why I'm doing this and what that's going to do for the website because I wouldn't really care. So, you know, there's that, there's the interlinking that you have to do. And then there's the updating the article down the road. And then there's maybe adding additional articles that that are subordinate or related to that. And so it's it's a lot of different layers that's going into this. So on the one hand, content publishing is very, very simple. Research keywords, publish content. That's it. But there's a lot more to it. And, and as you go along, you're going to learn these nuances. You're going to see what's working and you're going to create your own workflows. And just, you know, I, I, I talk to a lot of people in this business, particularly in the fast sex forums and, and I hear, and they're, they're getting constantly, some people get distracted from, usually it's doubt about, you know, am I wasting my time with this? And that they'll jump into something else or they'll try something else. And even though they're getting some low results, they didn't really stick it out long enough to really get the full results to where they're like, aha. This, this is, this has huge potential. This really does. Okay. So it's, it's difficult. Yeah. Do I still learn things? Yeah. I'm plugged in. I'm plugged into SEO. I read, I read a lot about SEO because that's very, very pertinent what I'm doing. That's not going to send me on a tangent at all. I know I'm not going to do link building for the most part. I do a little bit of experimental here on some, some smaller sites, but I'm not really going to get into link building as a major part of my SEO. I know what part of SEO I want to stick with, and that's the on-site stuff. So I know that anything pertaining to that topic, I read about because it's important. It's important to my business. So I'm not saying don't learn here. Don't continue learning. Don't try to uh, get better and better at what you're doing and read what other people are doing. There's a lot of really clever, smart people out there doing some really cool stuff. By all means, just avoid the stuff that's going to send you on a tangent. And I can tell you from experience, your pop culture business books are going to send you on some crazy tangent. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to suggest that you do some pretty wild stuff because uh, I've read them. And they're going to, they're going to completely, you're going to get excited. You're going to get inspired and you're going to implement all these wild changes to try to fit into this whole idea about how business should be done. And, you know, it's, it's most likely not going to really yield any results. You're going to revert to the way you did things because, well, the way you did things is the way you did things. And that's because that's just how it evolved organically. And that's what I found. That's been my experience. So I don't read them. I read fiction, a lot of fiction, love fiction, but I'm not going to read the nonfiction business stuff. So uh, that's, that's just me. If, if, if you find it works for you, by all means, again, it, if, if something's working for you and you're finding it helpful and you found certain books to be very helpful, in fact, your whole process is a result of particular books, then that's great. 
But you have to really, really guard against being distracted. It's super important. Get to boring. Don't bail. Don't jump ship when it's boring. All right. That's when it's just going to get started. That's when the growth's really going to get started. You want boring, get to boring, and then really pour on the gas on boring. And stay bored, keep hammering away, do the repetitive thing week in, week out. That's what's going to grow a publishing business. Whether you're a site that's getting 50 million visitors a month, a content site getting 50 million visitors a month, or 50 visitors a month, the model is the same. It really is. It's just the site getting 50 million visitors a month. It's just been doing longer and has more content. It's the only difference. Thanks for listening.